Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I've found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to positively impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we are all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mombem Media and I'm grateful you're here. Good day, everyone. I just want to say a special thank you for joining us here on our podcast. And today I have a special guest. It's Nicole Carson, who is an intuitive mindset and manifestation coach, who literally is the perfect mess to message, who's come from being homeless, but is now tired of following society and left her safe software engineering job with the white picket fence, I might add, all in 2008 when she got a divorce, sold her house, quit her job, and then literally went from there all the way to moving to Spain, traveling the world in several years, and has continuously grown and expanded past her money block. So I just wanna say a special thank you so much for joining us and welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you. Oh, I, I love when I get to connect with other individuals who have a mess to message because it really does give that inspiration for the people who are like, I didn't, you know, grow with this. I wasn't born into wealth. Um, that's not my story. You know, like the ones that just seem unattainable when you look at the individuals like the big names out there that want to the Hiltons and whatever in the world, when they're just telling you to be an entrepreneur and diversify, you really want to see people we can actually connect with that have an amazing story that bring value to the world. And so I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to dive into you though. Like what drove you to just click one day and go, this doesn't resonate. This, this isn't for me. Yeah. Um, actually I had the whole perfect life in my twenties. I had the house, the husband and the software engineer. And I literally, um, I just felt that like something was wrong. And my mom was 47 at the time and she was really sick with cancer and she never made it to 48. And I was just like, oh my God, life is short. And I just felt like nothing that I had, my house, my husband, all my, especially like I hated software engineering. I wasn't connected to any of it. And so I did make that dramatic exit and start traveling, uh, started in Spain and I traveled all over Europe and I got to the point where 
I was homeless for about a month and it was just like, who I I was really trying to answer the question, who am I and what do I want? Mm -hmm. Because I had all these things and my identity was kind of tied into these things. And so I never really got a chance or I, I guess I, I just kept doing the same thing that everyone does, right? What's the next step? Hurry up, get there. And that's okay. Unless at the end of it, you've built this life that you you're, you're, you're not connected to. And so I decided I chose to be homeless. I chose to eat out of dumpsters. Um, and I just wanted to know who I was. And I got to this point where I was like totally happy and content because I mean, it was still a choice. I I wasn't like penniless. I was choosing this. Right. Um, But it was actually a big fuck you to money because I was so mad. And I was really mad because when my ex-husband and I got together, we had no money. We were so happy. And then we got six figures, multiple six figures, and we kept growing apart. And so subconsciously, subconsciously, I didn't know this consciously. Um, Subconsciously, I was like, well, the more money we make the less I have of a relationship and I can't get his attention. And he's, he, he doesn't seem to be interested in me. Um, I mean, we had a good marriage on the surface, but I was just really longing for intimacy and love and connection. Of course, I didn't know that I had to provide all that and that I, that what I was really looking for was the intimacy with myself, the connection with myself. And I had just like, you know, built up this life. And I think that it's easy to do. I think that it's easy to be like, okay, hurry up, build your business, hurry up and, you know, find the house, find the husband, find, you know, two kids and a dog, all of these things. (laughs) Right. And we, we, get lost in the mix of it. Our soul gets lost. And so we're suppressing our real desire. And even though like a real desire is a house and a husband and a career that we love and we have these things, we're not connected to it. So we don't actually have the desires of our soul. We have the desires that we know that we want, Mm -hmm. but they're not from our soul. And when you flip that switch and you realize that, okay, I got to put my first myself first. I got to put my relationship with myself first. Like I, I grew up an army brat. So like, all I wanted to do is travel. And I was in the house in this stable life where I wasn't able to travel and I was tied to a career, you know, and that didn't make sense for me. So I I, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I got out of my marriage. I, all I knew is I wanted to travel. I wanted to be free. Right. And so I did that for several, several years, but then I had to keep coming back to contract jobs with software engineering. And I was like, Oh, so miserable. And then eventually I forgot all the software engineering and I wasn't able to get hired. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so I was like, okay, I got to be an entrepreneur because it's either, you know, this or wait tables. So I had to bet on myself. And that is really, really scary to become an entrepreneur and be like, I am the source of my happiness. I am the source of my money. And, you know, you don't think about that when you decide to become an entrepreneur, you just see all this like glitz and glamour and you get to create your own schedule. But the reality of it is you have to still be building your life on your terms because you can still build a life that you don't love, a life that is this perfect life as an entrepreneur, but we're, we're just so busy working, 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 and we forget to connect to ourselves. Isn't that the truth though? Like I, I kind of joke, but it's almost like you took the red pill out of the matrix and you're like, I can't, I can't do this because the programming is so real. Like it's so real. So I am, by the way, the most basic bitch when it comes to the programming, because I married my boyfriend from grade nine, we've been together actually yesterday was like, we're on to 20 years. So like basic be here. I did. We have the two kids, the two dogs and the house. So like, I hear you. But the thing is, is like, for a while there, that was not us. Like we joked, but we were like, are we happy with all these things? Cause we, we worked so crazy and so long. And a lot of people, if this resonates for you, I want you to check in because the biggest thing is, is like, we started dating, moved out. And then people were like, when are you getting married? And then it was like, when are you having kids? And it just, it's this social pressure where I was like, whoa, back off. First of all, we upped our birth control for a long time because I was like that. No, like I want to travel, which we did. I want to do, I don't want debt. Like I, I made sure we like, we were smart, but the biggest thing is, is like, that's not the social norm for a lot of people either. And then you get caught into this trap where it's like this vapid materialistic catch. Like I, I love entrepreneurship. I do, but I don't love the falsehoods that come with it. And so when you see the people with the drone flying above them to the mansion and the house, a lot of people don't know that's an Airbnb and a rental. Like the thing that blows my mind is the amount of like false marketing, not to all of them, by the way, not to all, mm -hmm. but that's what's getting sold to us. That's, mm -hmm. that's the, the goal is what they're trying to sell. But what happens if you still don't love yourself at the end of the day and you're doing it? And what happens if you still aren't fulfilled and you've lived that life even that way as an entrepreneur? So you really do have to find what are you called to taking that red blood of the matrix, whether it's as an entrepreneur or an employee or just whatever you're drawn to. Because I was actually pulling my group. I have a group called Find and Follow Your Soul's Purpose. And I finally decided to ask, what do you guys define soul's purpose? Like, is it your calling? Is it what you were born to do? Is it a career or a passion? Like, what is it? And everybody's like, it was what I was born to do. I'm like, yes, like, thank you. I wanted to make sure we were on the same page because a lot of times people just think it's like my career. That's my, that I was born to do this in a job and that's, but that's yes. not it. So I love that you did that because the thing is, is these conversations, by the way, are very rare. So I'm, I'm very grateful that we can randomly meet up on the beauty of the internet and connect with like-mindedness and share this to the listeners out there that maybe needed to hear this too, because you gave yourself permission, one, you decided to be like, mm, 
<laughs> cancel, clear, delete, recheck. Like I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. And the next part too is you did kind of your own eat, pray, love in a very random way. I really love it because you really did the whole. I chose to eat out of a dumpster when you said that. I'm like, hot damn, girl. Yeah, you did. And the thing is, is like, there's, there's a life where you have no regrets in that. I honestly find so much, you know gratitude in what you shared too because so often put people put a stigma to certain things too and like judgment and all these egoic beliefs but who are we who are we to judge what somebody else went through I think it's amazing I, I find that very inspiring so I'm really really excited to hear what you have to say next but the biggest thing is is like looking at your path what would you say was the biggest mindset aha moment for you to get from that to here? Because I find that's something that a lot of people don't pause and ask. They don't pause to check in on that. Well, it was uh, a few aha moments with the same aha. But first, I want to say one thing. I love your story. I love that you have the, you know, the life that I kind of, kind of like I left because there's nothing wrong with the house, the husband and, you know, two dogs and kids. Like there's nothing wrong. The thing that's wrong, the thing that makes our stories different is you were connected to your soul. You were checking in, you and your husband were checking in. That's what makes it different. It doesn't, it's not your husband, like for the listeners, it's not your husband. That's the problem. It's not your career. That's the problem. Software engineering is great for the people that are checking in and that are like, I love software engineering. Great. There's nothing wrong with the, the typical white picket life lifestyle. Right. Right. It's that's the difference between me and you. You checked in, you knew what you wanted. You checked and maybe you got away from it for a little bit, but you kept checking in. So that's, that's what our listeners really need to hear is check in, check in with your soul. Um, because that makes all the difference, but to answer your question, the aha moment, um, happened a few times in my life. So it happened when I was homeless and I was standing in line at the soup kitchen and I was like, oh, wow. I like, I didn't realize that I was homeless until like four days in. Cause we were actually squatting, which means you live in an apartment that's abandoned. Right. Um, so I had a roof over my head and I was choosing it, but it didn't, it didn't dawn on me until four days in when we all like my, cause we, there was a group of us, mm -hmm. right. Um, that we all went to the soup kitchen and I was like, oh shoot, I'm, I'm homeless. <laughs> like, I was like, oh wow, this is not just an adventure. This is not just me proving that, oh, hey, I can live without money. I don't need you money. Right. It was, I was homeless. I was like, oh, okay, well that, that, that's different. Right. But I also realized that I had been saying yes to my soul. I had been saying yes to, okay, you want to travel? Yes. Okay. I'm going to travel. You want to leave? Yes. I'm going to leave. And it's the fact that wherever you are in your life, I don't like wherever you are in your life, you have a choice. You get to choose. And for a lot of our listeners, they're not, they're not homeless, right? Some of maybe, but for most of them, they're not, but they are choosing their eating out of dumpsters, right? They're choosing 
to be stuck at like making no money in their business, making 10 K at their business, wherever you are, you're choosing that. So I know that a lot of us feel like society or the economy or COVID, but when it comes down to it, when you get so tired of blaming society and the economy and COVID, you realize that you're actually making the choice to stay stuck. Yeah. And so that was the first time I had that aha moment. And I was like, okay, I get to choose. And then the second, I wouldn't say the second time, but like the second big time was in 2019, I had been in chronic pain for about four years. And I was for the last nine months of it, I was doing all the things I was really working hard because it was, I was isolating. I had lost all my friends. I was miserable. I was losing money in my business. Like I wasn't able, like I was in bed, like sitting down in a chair for five minutes, I would be crying. Like I, if you go back to my lives on my Facebook page, I'm laying down for all my lives because I couldn't physically sit. So it was like, I've got to figure this out. So I had this idea that I get to choose and that I could be healed, but I couldn't get my mind around that. So this is another important thing. Like you, yes, you get to choose, but it's hard to get your mind around. Like, how do you get to choose when you're in physical pain or, um, you're just starting your business or, you know, you have a husband that doesn't support you, or it doesn't feel like you get to choose, but you get to a point where you're so tired of not, you know, like, but like accepting that these things are happening to you. And then you just realize, okay, I get to choose. So I had been doing all the physical therapy. I had been doing all the work, all the like logical things that you do, right? Uh, going to doctors, no one could figure it out. And so I was doing all the work. Um, and then I was doing all the emotional healing because somehow I knew it was like tied to my past and my relationships. Um, physical pain manifests from your emotional heal, like things that you need to heal from. So it was my relationship intimacy issues and my money in uh, money issues, right? So I was working through that, but then it wasn't working. So I was like, how do I decide? How do I decide? And it was like one day I just got so sick and tired, tired of it. And I was like, I'm fucking done. I'm done. And I healed myself instantly. I went from being in bed 24 seven to healed back in the gym, doing squats and lifting weights. So that's how powerful we are when we figure out that we can change our situation, right? Isn't that the truth though? There's so much to unpack in that, but yeah, keep going. So about a month later, I had been, I was like uh, 42 at the time and I had been struggling in my relationships. My ex had just, uh, about a, two years before that, my ex had just left on a one-way ticket to uh, Germany. <laughs> uh, karma. <laughs> can, can you say car? Cause that's how I left 
you know, my ex-husband. So I was like, oh, that, that's karma. Um, so I'd been really struggling in my relationships with a past divorce, several long-term relationships that didn't work out. And I had fallen in love with this guy who was like, I'm not ready for a relationship. And I was like, but I know, I know you like me. I know you love me. I knew, like, we're friends. We've been friends for a long time. And he kept saying that for about, you know, about a year. And, um, I had healed myself and it was like a month later and I was like, okay, how do I use what I learned in that to manifest my, my person, right? My relationship. And I realized that I had some beliefs, like I didn't believe in marriage. And I was like, well, that means I don't believe in love. And then I had to like flip that and be like, okay, well, I had been so against marriage, right? (laughs) for so long. And I was like, okay, I believe marriage. Okay. And I wanted to marry, marry this guy. So I was like, I, I journaled one line in my journal. And then I meditated for three days on the fourth day, he showed up to my place and he was like, I want to marry you. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So it worked. It was about you shifting your beliefs. Right. But I had been doing the work. We'd been friends. It, It wasn't like You know, it wasn't like some random guy (laughs) that showed up, you know, it was like, I had been doing the emotional work to heal my body, which was related to my relationships. So I'd been doing the work Mm -hmm. and then my business was in the tank because my, you know, all the stuff that I was going through. So I was like, okay, I've got to get my business out of this hole because I made zero money in 2019. So I was like, okay, how do I apply? what I learned and like, I get to choose my aha moment, right. Um, to my, my money. Right. So I started really working on my money beliefs and really being, um, cause I mean, I was, a, I was a, a business coach. I was teaching people, I was a business and relationship coach. So I was teaching people how to make money in their business, but I was not making money in my business, which makes sense. Cause I was like, uh, I was in a lot of pain, but I started really working on my money beliefs and in uh, 2020, I'm like, what year is <laughs> last year? My business just took off, took off. And it was like, people kept buying and I kept getting like more people in my group and it was just amazing. Um, so now I'm on track for seven figures because I apply the same principles. So I was choosing to stay stuck with money mm-hmm. because I still hadn't fully healed my money beliefs. And you can, you can make seven figures and not be fully healed. You can still have money blocks, but you got to make sure that you're working on the money blocks that are actually stopping you from moving forward. So in short, the whole I, aha moment was like, you get to choose in your health and your relationship and with your money. And that, that just changes everything, everything. That's quite the journey. I, so there's so many things that you can unpack in what you just shared too, but have you ever read the Wim Hof method? Oh, I love Yes. Yes. 
So your story actually mirrors some of his where he literally is like, I'm checking out of the system, the matrix, and I'm going to be a squatter. And he was gladly a squatter. I think he said for like seven years or something. And he said he met the most creatives and expressionists and artists at that time because they weren't trapped with the, the compound of society that continuously told them to fit a mold. So that was one. Two, he chose it. He's like, I flat out could have like, I was, I had a job. He's like, I just we were squatting, like I didn't care. And he said, I was actually the happiest that I've ever been there. And the thing is, is it's our perspective, it's our choice. So when you said, then the next part, you made a choice and your aha to your relationship and the marriage, that's something too. We have to look at like our programming. So I do believe that there's so many amazing things out there and it's not one that works best or my training to your, there is no, you know, whatever. So I'll, I'll just say, I call it deep cellular healing. You might have something else that you call it, but we look at the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies. And so I've actually learned what you're talking about on like a cellular level and how we manifest actual physical ailments as a result of a disconnect on these different bodies of the mind, body, soul. And I only learned that because my mess to message is I literally lost my younger sister due to a fentanyl drug overdose, and mental health issues. I was diagnosed with some crazy illnesses that I do not have, I do not own, and I just resonate with the symptoms I've had in past. So I'm not saying they were never there. The symptoms were there, but mm -hmm. we can heal ourselves. And the biggest thing is, is we get to decide our story and what we turn it from and moving forward. So I say these things because people are going to have a story. We're all going to have that like shit story. And one of my mentors, Colette Baron-Reed, I had taken a couple of her trainings and she cracks me up because She's also equally blunt. So for those of you who like some, some good blunt odd cost words, you know, the fun things, she literally talks about what could have been the worst day of her life became the best day of her life. And it was the day that she got gang raped. And when you hear that, you're like, what? But the thing is she had her first out of body experience and that's when she connected to her soul. And that's when she decided to own her gifts as an intuitive and changed her life. And then she did kind of the Ho'opono where you do the thank you, I love you, I forgive you and I'm sorry. And she forgave them because she didn't want to carry that. And now she's taking that message and helping others in the world. And the thing is, she calls it your shit diaper. We all have a story that's our shit diaper. We can choose to sit in our shit diaper. I could sit in my victimhood. You could sit in the past marriage. You could. We could all sit in the illnesses or symptoms that we've had. That's a shit diaper. So we're making a choice, that mental mindset to be like, I'm going to change it. I think I'm going to go for a fresh one and we're going to revamp because the biggest thing is, is so often we are told these stories. And if you listen to music, it only further indoctrinates the negative. It doesn't, it doesn't yes. all go into the positive. If we look at movies, how many movies are just sheer about the positivity and positive mindset, unless you're watching the secret, like I'm just saying So, like all these things in society, when you, when you walk up to people and you go, how's it going? Do they tell you all the amazing things that are blessed in their day? Or do they start off with the shitty things that they just went through? So it's one of those things where I'm like, guys, what is your focus? And I love that you've brought your focus to, okay, I had a past experience that I didn't love, but I learned from it and I'm, you know, recheck. And then you went into the actual blocks on money and you're like, I did a fuck you to the money system. Didn't work out the way that I was kind of thinking it would, but I learned recheck. And then you moved forward to then expanding your business. And I love that you're vulnerable here. 2019, when you said zero income, we've all been there. We've all been there. If somebody tries to tell you that they've not had a rough go in their business, it's been moon sunshine. They've had an investor that then baby them. Okay. Cause like I've, I've been there. I've been there because I was too scared to show up. And the biggest thing is, is you were in pain physically there. It's a block on some level that we have to recheck in order to do it. So for those listening, 
please hear what we're saying in our vulnerability here and get vulnerable with yourself. That's like my only advice that I'm offering right now on this moment, because you're not going to get anything from this episode. If you don't, it's just going to be two women talking about their life and you're going to stay where you are. I want you to get vulnerable on, am I too scared to show up? Am I truly happy in the life choices that I'm making? Am I where I want to be? Or am I where I'm supposed to be where I'm told in society? And then if not recheck, recheck, that's all I'm asking, recalibrate and keep going. So my next question to you, cause I love that you've worked through the actual chronic pain and stuff like that. There's so much out there. And like, I will say this, I'm an advocate for natural healing. Am I opposed to pharmaceuticals? Yeah, a little bit. But the thing is, is do I believe that they work? I do believe that they work, but the thing is, is the side effects that are associated. So if somebody has any tips or opportunities to not go through the commercial where it's like, take this for your headache, may cause anal leakage, bleeding, death, subsidy, like all these things. And you're like, I think, I'll, I think I'll keep the headache. You know, it's just one of those things where I like to kind of go in and go, what advice do you have for individuals dealing with chronic pain? Because that was something my sister went through. And unfortunately she went down the pharmaceutical train. And when she tried to work on her mental health, they kept messing up her actual dosage for antidepressants and they kept enabling and disempowering. And I say they as in multiple doctors, counselors, yes. psychologists, detox facilities, rehabs, and all these things were not built for the actual structure of a mind, body, soul, the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. So when you see entrepreneurs, it's because we see a glitch in the system that's not working and we're doing something about it. So I would love to hear your advice for people who are dealing with chronic pain on like mindset aha switches, because I feel like that's going to really hit a lot of people, especially with all the side effects that are coming up now with everything that's going out. So that's a great question. The first thing that I would say is why are you in that pain? And a lot of times, like we think, oh, well, I'm, I'm 40, 40 years old, you know, this, this is the time like, or 50 years old, or, you know, and we blame our age, we blame our weight, but everything has to do with emotions. Your weight has to do with your emotions. Your pain has to do with your emotions. So why do you want to manifest that pain? Mm -hmm. Right? Because on some level, you want that pain, you want that. Um, and maybe it's your soul, saying, Hey, you need to get out of your software engineering job, right? Maybe it's something like that. So what does your soul want? Mm -hmm. What do you need to shift on a soul level on an emotional level? Do you need to heal from your money story? Do you need to heal from your uh, relationship with your ex? Do you need to heal from whatever happened with your parents? Right? So what do you need to heal from your past? And the thing with me is I didn't think any of my stuff in the past was that bad, right? Because I, I, like, I, I don't have a really bad story. Like, you know, you know, I don't like your mentor. Um, so I didn't think it was that bad. This is, you know, a, normal people lose their parents, right? Normal people have their parents get a divorce, right? Normal people do go through the, a divorce, right? Normal people go through these things. So we don't think it's that bad, mm -hmm. right? And I handled it pretty well. Like I, I went and lived my life. I went and traveled the world. I mean, that's pretty good. And I went and started a business. So we don't really think that what we went through was that bad. So when you have a headache, start with 
when it, when it starts with a headache, figure that out, figure that little stuff out, backaches, headaches, um, before it gets bigger, because I really feel you know, cause my mom had cancer at 47. I really feel that my chronic pain saved me from cancer, from future cancer, because I went and healed that stuff. No, I'm not saying I won't get cancer. I mean, there might be stuff that I still need to heal. And I mean, I'm sure there is, I mean, we're never fully healed, but what I am saying is I'm more confident that that won't happen because I have been proactive in my emotional, spiritual health, because I went through this, like this chronic pain, right? So really look at why are you here? What's happening emotionally? Um, what relationships are you in that are, that's like, it's starting to be, it may not be even a toxic relationship. It might be a kind of a on the surface, good relationship, but if it's creating toxins in your body, like pain, then that, that is a toxic relationship. You're not wrong. That's the biggest thing that a lot of people seem to miss out on is literally checking in and asking themselves, what is for me to heal right now? And the other thing I want to just say to a lot of our listeners are empaths. So I just want to check in here. Is it your pain or is it the pain of others that are around you that you're taking on? Because that's something that a lot of people don't realize. I was very guilty for that. And I'm very honest about this, but like as an empath, here's a quick tip to differentiate if you are or not. Do random people feel safe enough to come up to you and dump their life stories on your lap? Because they don't do that to everybody. They only do that to people they feel safe with, which means you have that energy, which means you're an empath. So the thing is, is like, are you understanding what is your energy and what is the energy of others? And do you know how to release what's not yours? Like, I honestly do a soul check-in where it's like, is it in my highest regard to carry or heal this in this moment? And the thing is, is when you start to check in like that, it makes a difference. And when you're talking about the headache, like the books that I have from some of my trainings, I didn't write them. So I'm taking zero credit here, but I'm simplifying what he said. They're very blunt and a little aggressive, but I started as a massage therapist. So your atlas and your axis is like the base of your neck to your actual skull. And it's like on your C1, like right to the actual cervical spine to the skull. If you are rigid there, if you are very rigid in in your movement, you are very ignorant to the beliefs of moving into other people's opportunities of conversation. You are only stuck in listening into your own. If you have a headache, it's usually a symptom of being pissed off if it's temporal. If it's in the bag, it's actually (laughs) pissed off at the world. Now, if you start to look at like manifestational levels of like law of attraction and abundance, if you have a block, it's usually in the lower back. So when people have compressed discs, that's where it sits. If people have a hard time in actually taking deep abdominal breathing, they are really restricted in actually setting healthy boundaries and owning their own empowerment. So like when we understand our body and what each thing means, whether we're looking at our chakras, whether we're looking at the actual physical manifestations, the emotional carrying to all these things, it really gives us an opportunity to call ourselves out. So like, I love that you said that because so often we don't want to do that <laughs> because it's uncomfortable, but you have to get uncomfortable in order to grow. Like Tony Robbins is really aggressive and I've been to some of his seminars, but I love it because we need to hear yeah. it. But he's like, if you're not growing, if you're not uncomfortable, you're dead. Like he's just like, there's, it's yeah. the white. It's just like, it's sorry, there's no gray. It's just 
blog away, you're dead. Like you're, you're stagnant, you're done. What are you doing? And so you want to get uncomfortable. You want to grow. You want to get to those points where you're like, what is this? You know, like what, what is the point? What is this moment? What is this message? And I think that that's what we can all learn. So like, if you're resonating with Nicole's energy and you're checking in with it and you're looking at how she's talking about moving in through all these different mindsets, you can really look up her story and find how it's advanced to what it is now. Like looking into a seven figure focus. I flipped mine on the intuitive aspect. My focus is helping women connect to their intuition. That is my focus. I do help women in business because it does tie in yes. certain blocks, but it's different in how you're doing it too. Because mine is, is kind of like, are you listening to the soul? Like, are you actually following these different things? So like even understanding that I think is really cool because like how you talk about it to how I talk about it it's different lingo same thing but like that's all of this I want people to stop like I don't know there's this training that's called like access bars then deep cellular healing the neuro-linguistic programming and then people look at tapping and it's it's pretty much the same thing guys like it really is so yeah you like and really go into it but like looking at the Wim Hof to yours there's so much similar messaging in it you say you don't have a really bad story the thing is is trauma is trauma I'm, I'm yep. not saying my grade is more than your, like, that's mm -hmm. the thing too. We want to compare sometimes where it's like, mine's not, but yeah. it is, it impacts, it hit you. And then this is something that I, I really find interesting. If you have a block and you're unsure where it even came from, this took me a while because I was, a, it's funny, I'm a psychic medium, but I'm a skeptic. So like, okay. <laughs> but the biggest thing is, is like, I didn't believe all the things I was learning when I was younger because of my ego. So I'll just be honest there. Me but, too. <laughs> that's I, called being a 20 20 in your 20s and 30s <laughs> yeah there's some people on me for sure and yeah. the thing is, is I did a it was a past life regression where one of my mentors like I, you, I've had so many amazing mentors along the path so one of them okay. he puts you in like a hypnosis and I thought she would describe these past lives to me because I was like I, I'm not seeing it like I, I don't I don't get visions like that um no you do you you but very real so I saw my own past lives and that's when I actually saw blocks that did not make sense in this life for me where they actually came from so if you believe in past lives great if you don't I honor you like I'm not ever going to push my beliefs on people but the biggest thing is is when we talked about the kids white picket fence husband all the things we wanted kids, but there was still some fear in me. So like looking at this trauma is trauma, right? It didn't make sense why I had a block on like wanting to start my family. Didn't make sense. I had no real like ah, in this life. I did a past life regression. I just said, how can I be better in this life? Super vague. I don't know. Didn't set a really healthy intention on it. Just how can I be better in this life as a human? I saw every one of my past lives, six of them and all of them, like not everyone, there's more lives. But the thing is, is like, we all have that. But every one of those lives that I saw, I watched my kids die in front of me, whether it was in birth, drowning, like there was a tidal wave, like all these things. And then I started to really like, you're, you're feeling the emotions you had in that moment. You're like, it was so real. And the thing is, is then I had to process that. Like I had to process where that sat in my body. And I really did feel it in my abdomen, like right in the diaphragm. And I felt it in my heart and it was, it was heavy. And luckily my mentor was like, take a couple weeks and like really drink your water. Your body is a vessel. Make sure what you, you know, apply to yourself is really going to serve you energetically. And I really started to process it. And I'm not going to lie. We got pregnant right after, like it was, I, I had to heal that in order to feel safe in moving forward. So even if a block doesn't make sense. I want people to just have this idea of like what you can do for yourself. Like my biggest thing is, is there's so much out there. It gets a little loud, but to check in is so vital. So the headache to whatever, if it makes sense, if it doesn't meditate on it, ask questions, find a mentor, like find somebody you resonate with because 
we don't know everything that that would be an ego if we said we did but the thing is is a lot of us out here we're forever students so we're geeking out right with you and you want to grow with people like that's the biggest thing so that's my next thing I want to I want to hear really what does it look like for you when you coach somebody like what does that kind of look like because I find it so fascinating how many different styles there are for like helping people grow because there's so many different mindset blocks that people have and what it looks like that I always kind of like to walk them through the process to debunk the objections that they might already be processing because I know I've needed some good ones and they're all very different yeah absolutely um so that's a great question I really i focus on two things. I focus on helping you manifest your soulmate or helping you manifest money in your, like getting to seven figures, right? Mm -hmm. But everything is connected. So a lot of times someone will sign up with me to manifest their soulmate and we're working on their business. We're helping them, you know, like I had a client, she went from 9K months to 77K months, right? But she was working less making, you know, the 77K than she was making the 9K. But she needed to have space in her life for, a, for a, you know, a, her soulmate, right? Because if you're working 12-hour days, you don't have any space. So we fi- I figure out, like, what of the three things needs to shift? Do we need to shift something in your health? Do we need to... Um, shift something in your relationship do we need to uh, and that means like all relationships relationship with your mom friends family all of that right because there's a lot of stuff that goes into manifesting your soulmate and then or do we need to shift something in your business right so I had a guy come to me and he was like okay how do I be more productive in my business I'm like well, you're married to this woman who's very, very toxic and you can't even get out of bed. There's no way you can be productive in your business. So let's talk about your relationship, right? Because I told him like, okay, this is how you be more productive. Five minutes, we're, we were done with that conversation and we went back to the relationship. So like, there's nothing you can do if one thing is blocking another. And so I work as a holistic coach. I work with the healing. I work with, you know, healing and weight loss. I guess those are the kind of, I don't really, I'm not, I used to be a weight loss coach. I don't do that. Like I've had amazing results, but like I'm a bodybuilder and I lift weights. Um, so I don't really like to like get into weight loss, but, um, that does happen with my clients. Um, is do we need to focus on their relationship stuff? Do we need to focus on their business stuff? Everything is connected, but there's one thing that needs to shift that shifts everything. So for me in 2019, the first thing for me to make money was I had to heal my body. The second thing was I had to heal my relationship stuff. And that doesn't mean that you have to like manifest your soulmate before you make money, but that was just my story. That's where, what I had to do to get to that point where I could make money in my business, right? So for you, it might be something completely different. So I look at everything holistically. um, And then I work with where are you now and what needs to shift? So it's the main thing that I do is help you with your relationship with yourself. 
which sounds super boring, but if you put it in perspective of like either healing, manifesting your soulmate or making money, it makes it way more interesting. And people are like, okay, sign me up for that self-love shit, right? Because I don't, nobody wants to heal and do that work. No one wants to do self-love. Like I realized one day I was like, oh, I'm a self-love coach. I don't like the sound of that. But if you put it in perspective, like self-love, like if you love yourself, you're going to say yes to like, if you're, if you're supposed to make seven figures, if you're supposed to make eight figures, you're going to start to say yes to that. Right. If you're supposed to be with your soulmate, you, you know, on a soul level, there's some people that they're supposed to be single, right. Or, you know, maybe, maybe they're supposed to be single right now, whatever. But when your soul says, okay, I'm ready for my soulmate, then it's about saying yes to your desires. It's about saying yes to yourself, right? Everyone's different. Not everyone's gonna, you know, want to be a millionaire. Totally fine. But if you have that in you, if you're an entrepreneur and money is abundant, why wouldn't you? Because that's related to you and your mission and you making an impact on the world. But some people are supposed to make an impact on their community. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. But are you saying yes to your soul? Are you saying yes to your desires? Are you working towards something and not getting there? That means you're blocking yourself, right? So it just depends. I just, I just, I look at the holistic is basically what I do. I love that. I do love that. There's so many people out there that, it's like a cookie cutter program is what they kind of have, but it can't, it can't really work like that for everybody because all of us are so different. So I think that that is essential to really have is like the core points, but then individualizing on that level. So that's perfect. The biggest thing that I find too, is I love that you've worked through different things where somebody comes in for business and you're like, actually it's relationship that you need (laughs) because it's true. And that's the biggest thing is, is a lot of people don't want the uncomfortable conversations or they want the quick fix, but what happens if it just continuously repeats that same pattern? What if it's just, you know, secular on like this whole view of, of their, you know, soul lesson where they're just not getting it. They're bashing their head against the wall. You, you do need to kind of do that check-in. So again, whether you're looking at the blocks, whether you're looking at the resistance, whether you're looking at the growth and where you want to go to what the beliefs are that are holding you back, it all stems with us. So like, this is something I really love how today's podcast kind of went because it's a little different than what I was anticipating, but there's so much that comes in it. So from finding somebody like yourself, who was in the marriage, had the career, living the multiple six figure life with the house and everything and checking in and being like, something's off. You had the gypsy calling to travel. You felt called to do something different. The whole mission of software was not for you. I love that you took that leap. That's the biggest thing, that leap of faith. A lot of times people get stuck on the story or the blocks or like the fears, the ego fears of what could happen in that leap of faith. But I've never really met somebody who's taken it, like really listened to their soul and taken it and regretted it. Like that's one thing I want people to acknowledge. What if you don't take that leap of faith and on your deathbed, you get to tell that story of like what I wish I had done. That's something that I do when I do women's empowerment coaching and stuff. I I love just going like, okay, if you stay where you are today on your deathbed, is there going to be a regret? 
Like that's, that's what we really need to ask. I'm not saying everybody just divorce everybody. Like that, that's not, no, it has no. to be individual and it has to make sense for you. But the biggest thing is, is so often people don't because of that fear of the what if, and you took that leap. So that takes, that takes a lot of courage. So kudos. The next part is you took an actual trust in yourself that you could help guide people. A lot of times people get stuck in that analysis paralysis or like all these things and we, we make it more complicated than it should be. So I find that's something that people almost kind of need to hear in order to have that permission that, okay, you did it, you make it sound simple, probably isn't, but I, I trust enough in the journey that there's steps here that you know now from your experience that you can do. Because I, I, wanna, I wanna reiterate this. I've taken a lot of business classes and stuff from like colleges and like different things from different programs and universities. It's from somebody who wrote a book and some dude sitting at the front of the classroom teaching. Like most of the time, unless you find somebody who's lived it and who's actually experienced it and can give you grounded advice from being, you know, boots on the ground and can and like can walk you through those, it kind of sucks. Like I'm gonna be very real. So mm -hmm. I've met and taken lots of programs and trainings from people who really shouldn't be teaching them. But when you find people who walk the walk, talk the talk, get it, life changes. So I, I would love to kind of just hear what would you like our listeners to take away from today? Because I find there's just so much that we've actually kind of, and we've not even gone crazy down the train. Like there's just so much that we could go deeper with. But what would you like them to take away from today's talk? I would like them to realize that no matter what is going on for them, that they can change that. If they want to heal their body, they can heal their body. If they want to manifest a seven-figure business, they can manifest a seven-figure business. If they want to like um, manifest their soulmate, they can do that. And But the thing of it is, the other thing is we can't do that alone. Like wherever your listeners are, you've been trying to do that for how many years? Like for me, it was 20 years for the relationship, four years for the healing, uh, several years for the business, right? So I didn't do any of that on my own. I didn't, I, I figured out a lot of stuff, but because I had guidance, because I had coaching, right? We've barely, you and I have barely scratched the surface. We've talked about like the surface level of what I did and you know, you can take notes and write this down and like search and search and try to figure this out for yourself, mm -hmm. but there's no way that you can figure it out on your own. I hired so many coaches and I know you did too, um, that if you really want to get to the next level, realize that you can, you have the power to change it, but you need the guidance to change it. I agree. And that's the thing. There's so many quotes out there, but some are turning decades into days. That's like a Tony Robbins one that just really clicks for me because we could spend decades trying to learn it on our own, or you can learn it in days by just hiring somebody who literally has the foundation steps and that's their focus. And that is what their mission is to change this world. So find who you resonate with is my rule number one. Like I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm very aware of that. Um, but the biggest thing is, is that's the beauty in this. This world is so big. There's so many. And that's the cool thing too, is the more authentic we show up, the more authentic you, the listeners take away from this and show up, you're going to attract that same reciprocal energy mirroring back. And so I, I really love that message. I find that one's so rarely really pointed to as well because 
we kind of want to be simple or maybe it's like this mental block on like spending or I don't know. But the thing is, is there's a block for all of us in some form. And it's, it's like an onion. This is like a deep cellular analogy yes. that my mentors had taught, but she's like, you think you got it and you peel the layer of the onion and then there's another one. And then the other one ties to another one. So similar how you had said, like the relationship to the career, you think it's just one, you think you got it. And then it's like all continuously, continuously unpeeling. So please be gentle with yourself along the journey for all of you today. I encourage you to just process what we've said and just really sit with it. And the beauty that Nicole's brought here today too, is she has an offer for you to go and check in. I'll put it in the show notes and it's how to add 50k can is this right do you want to share some more on this so I have a I know we didn't talk a whole lot about money and business but a lot of my clients are making 10 or 20k they're about six figures right and they Mm -hmm. want to get to seven figures and I help my clients jump that much like add an extra 50k to your monthly income Mm -hmm. with like just like, I have a training about that, right? So if you want that training, I'm going to give it to Melissa. She's going to put it in the show notes. It's going to help you so much because I promise that whatever you're doing to make, you know, 20 K months, you have to be doing less to make like seven figures in your business. And that's what the training is all about. It it takes away the burnout because I don't want you guys to get burnt out. You guys need to manifest your soulmates or you need to work on your, you know, be with your, your, your spouse. You need to live your life. So it's all about compressing time and making more money. Isn't that the truth? I love that so much. And so for all of you guys listening, check in the show notes, you can get all of that information. Now I would love for them to know where they can find you. Like where are all the places that they can find you? Cause they're going to want to. So where can, where can I, our audience get to know you better? Awesome. I hang out in my Facebook group and I'm going to give that Melissa, the note, the link to that as well. Um, it's called my money mindset and manifestation for the seven figure life. So I can't wait to connect with all of you. That is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Honestly, the honor is ours. Thank you. Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very honest, and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again, and have a great day.
Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very very honest, and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again, and have a great day.